Hi, I'm Wyatt. And I'm Grace. And you're listening to Our Dad and your host of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Bodicey Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sean Moore. And I am super grateful to have one of our one of my favorite members in our group and uh, guest to share with all of you today, Mr. David Flanagan. David is. Uh, we're going to talk about one of what I believe is if you're going to listen to one episode that we put out and one thing to maximize your asset, maximize your vacation rental. It's understanding the con- concept that we're going to talk about today with David, and and that is really delivering the fairy tale, curating this unique customer experience through story and branding of your property. And David is a, uh, you know, he's a national keynote speaker. He's a best-selling author, works with a lot of corporations on branding, very much understands how to tell a story and give a property a soul. And we're going to, we're going to kind of transfer his skill sets over to our vacation rental world. And he and I have a lot of conversations on a regular basis. And we thought, man, we need to uh, we need to hit record on one of these one time because he says and articulates things a lot better than I do. And so I'm super excited to introduce David to you guys today. So David, say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. I'm <laughs> really happy to be here. Awesome. We're, we're super excited to, to have you here. And I told David, I, I've got a lot of David's bio here. And, uh, you know, as you guys are aware that have listened to me for a long time, I, I like to just I like to just start having conversations with people. And I love, I'd love David to tell his story because he's going to do a much better job with it than I will. And so, um, David, tell us a little bit about your background. I mean, you've got a pretty extensive background, not only in as an entrepreneur, building companies, understanding branding at a high level, you know, uh, writing books about it, helping corporations. So, so take us a little bit through that journey of where that started. Uh, yeah, very good. I, um, so I started in my early, early 20s um, and I didn't know any better. Uh, so I started a company in my twenties and it was like, uh, I think I needed to spend at least 10 years before I could start a company, but I started in my twenties and, um, knew, I could tell people I knew just enough to run a company into a ground, into the ground. <laughs> but, um, I have been developing brands for the course of 35 years and, um, uh, people kept telling me, you need to write a book. You need to write a book. And, uh, so I finally did. And it is. It is the understanding of what a really a brand really is. And I'll just say it in a nutshell. As much as we like to spend on our logo or our television commercials or our, you know, whatever, um, it's really at the end of the day, it's just a gut emotion. It's a gut emotion that our audiences, our customers have. And if we can decide in advance what we want that to be and everything we do then aligns with that to control that, we're in control of our brand. And it's easier than you think. And uh, it's not rocket or what is it? Brain rocket surgery. That's a, yeah, it's not rocket surgery. And um, it's a very formulaic kind of thing about how you craft a brand around storytelling. What story are you telling? And I often ask people, what business are you really in? So this all led to a career in branding. Um, It's been very fun. And that led me into uh, wanting to get away from it and retire on the coast. I wanted to buy a nice little place hanging on the cliff overlooking the Pacific Ocean, did that, and that's how I found Vodacy. And so this whole world of Vodacy opened up to me in terms of how do you do this and do it right in terms of vacation rentals and things like that. And, and lo and behold, 
Sean speaks the same language I do when it comes to branding and storytelling. And that's how we just, we just hit it off. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, uh, like I said, every time we talk, we, you know, I think that this is probably the most overlooked aspect of vacation rental ownership. If you just look across the board and one of the, one of like, like you said, it's not difficult. And sometimes I think we make it more difficult than it needs to be. Totally agree. And so I'm really excited to help, you know, to have you, you know, we'll go through kind of a process of how we can kind of come up with some of the, the story of, te- you know, telling the story of the property and where some of that inspiration can come from. But you're, you said something a minute ago that really a brand is something that evokes emotion. And, oh, yes. um, and, and that's something that that's exactly what we're trying to do, right? People buy on emotion, right? We're attracted to things based on our emotion or repelled to, from things based on our emotion. And so we're going to evoke emotion one way or the other. And so if that we, why not focus on controlling that? And so I'm, I'm really excited to, to talk about that with you today. And I know that we've got some visuals that we're going to talk, show people. So if you are listening to this on audio, we'll do, we'll do our best to make sure that we articulate what those visuals are, but also you can watch the same thing and go onto the YouTube channel. If you're and we'll this, this same episode, <clears throat> excuse me, will be published on YouTube. So you can go actually see the visuals. And so, because sometimes, you know, there, there's all these different senses and right. And when we're looking a lot of times, what evokes that emotion is some of the things that we can see. And, and so we, it is, a, it is a visual game, the in a visual world that we live in. And so we'll, we'll, we need to be able to talk about that when we do talk about telling the story of a property. And it's, it's interesting, Sean, because we talk about evoking an emotion and that being actually easier or simpler than you might imagine. It's, it's, and it is, uh, but it's the step that so many people miss. It's the step of, um, of, of you can predetermine how you want someone to feel. And the answer is yes. Um, and it's like, well, why would you do that? And we'll get into this, I imagine, and later in our discussion is why would you, why would you want to be able to do, what's the, what's the benefit from doing that? And the benefit is, is clearly to define yourself in the market and differentiate yourself from everybody else that's out there and Different. not, not turn into a commodity. Go yeah. Ahead. Differentiation is the key, right? I mean, we're, we're trying to stand out in these crowded marketplaces and it's not, I think sometimes people think it's the property that sells itself. It's not, it, you know, there's always going to be, you could be the best property in your area and tomorrow there's going to be a better property. And yeah. there's always going to be very nice properties that you're competing against. And if you're just property to property, now you're more of a commodity. When you start to develop this unique experience and develop the story in this fairy tale that's unique to you and your property, that can't be duplicated. And and it's a, it's a way to absolutely stand out like a sore thumb in these crowded marketplaces. And so many people ask me all the time, well, hey, Sean, we've got, yeah, I know you've got these fancy backend websites and you know how to do YouTube ads. You're popping up all over my YouTube channels and my Facebook channels and my Instagram. And we do that with our properties. We know how to do that. But it, none of that works if we just have, if we're just focusing on the property, right? It works because if we have a product that stands out, yes. everything else is so much easier. Yeah. And it's that and causing it to stand out. That's actually the easy part. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, it just takes one to sit down, determine how do I make this stand out and then do it. And it's, you know, maybe I make it sound easier than it is, but honestly, it really is easy. 
Well, and that's why I'm so excited for this episode. I'm so excited to to chat with you. In fact, I used to make it, maybe even articulate it and make it more complicated. I used to tell people, you know, you've got to think of the theme that you're going to talk about. And I told you after, I told you before, I think we hit record that, hey, you know, one of the things that I'm going to change how I talk about this is tell people, don't worry about so much about the theme. Because sometimes when I talk about the theme, I think they think, okay, it's got to be a big Disney theme, or it's got to be a, you know, a fly fishing theme or whatever it is. You know, we've told different examples. What we really want to do, don't worry so much about the theme as much as giving that property a soul and telling the story. Of, yes. and, and the story can come from so many different um, different points of inspiration. It can be the property. It can be the history of an area. It can be your own personal, something personally that happened to you, which we're going to get into and how you, the story you're telling with your property is a great example of that. And so, um, yeah, it, it's it's a really fun process to your, to your point. It doesn't have to be ridiculously complicated. And I think sometimes we, we intimidate ourselves into thinking, okay, I've got to, I've got to have this crazy, theme that is going to be, you know, maybe I can't even afford to reset my property up like that. And that's not what it's about. It's about telling the story. Yeah. So let me, let me do this, Sean, and direct me as I move forward, but I'm going to take a step backwards into um, advertising land. I want to show the, the Humboldt experience. Is that, would that be all right? And I'll explain my way. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. Let's do it. So sharing the screen, right. What business are you really in? Um, No, I I was going to talk about Ben and Jerry's, but I'm going to move right past that, Sean. Okay. Um, selling the fairy tale. So what, what we have up on screen right now is a gorgeous photo of Humboldt, California. For those who have never seen Humboldt, it's got the largest redwoods in the world. I mean, these things are massive. So we're looking at a clover-filled forest floor uh, and big, huge, gorgeous trees. And this is the way that Humboldt used to position it, Humboldt, California, used to position itself in the market of tourism, getting people to come visit year after year after year after year. Why wouldn't you? It's like, it's gorgeous. But guess what? In the, in the category of, of uh, God's gift to the earth, or in the category of gorgeous uh, scenery, they're a commodity. You've got I mean, you can name a thousand right off the top of your head of locations that are equally gorgeous to what was on screen right now. Um, they cannot own gorgeous. It's, it's, a, it's a huge thing to own. And so they've been positioning themselves selling beauty, 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 landscape, 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 and it was insufficient. And as a result, hotel visits or people who were staying in hotels was going down, 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 down because the competition was going up, 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 up. So what we did, asking the question, what business are you really in? We determined they're not in the business of beautiful landscape or even big trees for that matter. The business they were in was selling magic. Mm -hmm. And so what we're looking at now is a very subtle shift in what we did with Humboldt, which was we took all those big trees and all that gorgeous forest and we turned it into Alice in Wonderland. And so if you you see what's on screen now, it's like a medieval... uh, castle door in the side of a tree with Alice in Wonderland wandering in the background. And we turned the whole forest experience, which by the way, is very authentic, very magical into this story of it's not about beauty. It's not about big trees, even though that is what they have to offer. It's about this magical, mystical experience that happens to you when you're out there. So that became part of a much larger campaign of when you think of Alice in Wonderland, 
when you think of what happened to her and her story and all that we grew up as kids knowing about and associate that now year after year with Humboldt, that's ex when Alice went, fell down the rabbit hole, she didn't land in Wonderland. She landed in Humboldt. So it was a very, you might look at this or hear this and think, well, that's difficult, but it's a really easy shift to say, Alice in Wonderland, Humboldt. And now the story begins to tell itself. Yeah. And, and looking on the screen, it's uh, it's it's awesome because you really are still taken. You can still I, I can still see as a viewer the beauty of the area. Right. Of Allison course. is I mean, there's those big redwoods that you can walk through and drive through and she's walking on a path right through through one of them. And then, I mean, it, it looks like it's it's a fairy tale. Right. It, yeah. it, and now you're telling the story of that area. And so. Um, yeah, this I love this. Is there any um, is there anything on the back end, like you said, that um, as far as like the stats of could do you have any like, OK, this actually helped with the demand in the area? And, and thank you for saying that, Sean, because that's actually the the cool part of the story is that um, California as a whole, the, the uh, uh, destination and travel industry was pretty much flatlined for about five years. Mm -hmm. And Humboldt's visitor, visitors was actually trending down. So they weren't keeping up with the industry standards in California. After this campaign hit, um, California continued, continued to trend down slightly um, or flat where Humboldt's just took off. Mm -hmm. And so it made a huge difference in, in RevPAR or heads in beds as they call it. And yeah. um, it, it made a marketable difference. So no longer did you think of Humboldt as some, I don't know, pot growing place way out in the middle of nowhere. It was now associated with magic and wonderland, everything we knew about wonderland. And right. it, it actually made a difference. Yeah, I had I had an inclination that was going to be the case, but I, and I didn't know the answer. So I'm glad that was the, I'm glad that was yeah, the case. Me too. That, that was uh and so, you know, I really encourage you, those of you that are listening to this, to go see the visuals as well, because you'll see it doesn't have to be crazy over the top. You're still taking, you know, you're still you're still taking the what you have to work with, which is this beautiful redwood forest and now putting in a story to it. And we have to do the same with our properties. And it's not that difficult to do, but the upside is ridiculously huge. If, if you could, uh, you know, when we own these properties and most of the time, these are, these are investment properties, right? We're looking for that return on investment. And I just can't stress enough. If there's one thing that you listen to for, for me uh, over the last year or so, it's this to understand how to tell this story. So yeah, I'm really excited as we keep going through this. So let's give another example, Shauna, on, uh, we were talked earlier about emotion and we talked about deciding what that emotion is and driving the story. Um, what's up on the screen now is a gorgeous photo of Disneyland castle. All right. I mean, it is striking, but it's just Disneyland's castle. I mean, architecturally it's a, it's magnificent, but emotionally, I don't know. Um, it's castle. It's a castle. Yeah. yeah. And what story is there? Well, there really isn't one. So the next photo I would show is the exact same castle or a castle, very similar. And two little kids in the foreground dressed as a princess and a frog. And they're having the time of their life. And if you look at this photo, there is a clear emotion here of uh, magic in their eyes, of, of kids. They couldn't be happier. There's a huge story here.
So what is the difference between those two photos? They're, they're both of a castle, but one is architecture and the other one is is, is huge emotion. And if anybody understands this, it's the world of, of Disney. They know the power of magic and, and all that. And they know exactly what they're doing when they're, when they're showing us stuff like this or stuff like this. I have a picture of a kid practically in tears because he's hugging Mickey Mouse again in front of a castle. So yes. you have architecture versus emotion. Yeah. And, and, and there's a huge difference when you see it. And we all know it. We all know this is what happens. It's just we, we don't see it applied in our business as much as I think that we should. And so so it's we go, especially, I mean, on the travel side and visiting places, right? We go to experience something, you know, and whatever that experience is, we do it, you know, experiences evoke emotion in us. And so if we can articulate that experience and articulate that emotion in our advertising and what we're trying to do and setting up a property, we've won the game, you know, it's, it's game over. Well, and so that's, that's actually a really nice segue, Sean, into my world uh, of how I stumbled into um, Vodacy was um, I was on a weekly call with Vodacy and this had been my experience in, in seeing the competition out there and everybody, everybody doing it identically in architecture, architecture, architecture. Here's a photo of my fireplace. Here's a photo of my stupid table, you know, kind of a thing. And it was on one of those weekly calls where you began to talk about the fairy tale and storytelling. And I was like, this is boom, this is it. This is exactly what I've been living for the last 30 years in corporate America now translated to uh, vacation rentals. And it's the same darn thing. Yeah, it's so fun. And and I love, and I want to just keep driving home the fact that so many people believe, like I I hear a lot of people, I'm bringing up Disney because we were just looking at a picture of Disneyland and and the emotion and how how Disney really understands how to do this. But um, there's a lot of people in like the Orlando area, right? The, the greater Orlando area. And they're like, and you look at some of the, there's some properties in Orlando because Orlando is like kind of the Mecca of vacation rentals, right? That's kind of home base for vacation rentals. There are some properties that are so themed out. It's crazy, right? And they're, they're amazing, but they also probably, some of those, some of those themed properties are probably $200,000 rehab projects, right? They're really over the top expensive. And I want people to understand that that's, we're not talking about having to go do that either. You can emotion yeah. so subtly and simply in this next photo is, an, is a great example of that. And Sean, what Sean is referring to is a photo, again, like the Disney castle, uh, we're looking at a photo of, of the Eiffel Tower. Again, architecturally outstanding, beautiful, you bet. Right next to it is a photo, same Eiffel Tower, but next to it in the foreground is a couple who are sitting back, I don't know what they're doing, having lunch or just gazing at it. And, and there's just a story in one and there isn't a story in the other one. What is the story in the, one, uh, the picture on the right of the couple sitting there looking at it? That's the cool part is everybody, it's, it's open. Everybody's going to bring their own story to that, put themselves in the movie, put themselves on that little park bench or whatever. And that's the fantasy. That's the fairy tale that we're trying to say. You're not going to Paris to see the Eiffel Tower. You're going to Paris to do what this couple's doing because that couple is you. Yeah. 
and, and we don't know, this is brilliance of this as well, is when you are setting up and evoking this emotion and setting this like experience and developing your fairy tale, it's great to leave some level of curiosity, right? Absolutely. Start to tell the story, but allow the 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 consumer of this story, right? Whoever's viewing it, the viewer of the of what you're articulating, allow them to place themselves in it. Don't finish the story for them. That's very good. In fact, that's a that is a danger to be aware of. And I think we're going to talk about it a little bit later. Is 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 if you if you define the story too much. And I come to the place where I go, well, I, my story, Yeah. then you might have lost me. Right, right. You know, this whole idea of storytelling, emotion, building a brand, if you will, um, it's, not a, it's not an exercise in creativity. It's not an exercise in, ooh, we're going to make this pretty. Love we're that. doing this for what? We're doing this for business. We're doing it for a business reason, for bottom line, is we're trying to stand apart from the competition. We're trying to differentiate ourselves so that when people are cruising through VRBO or other sites, whatever it is, there's something that just pops out and grabs us by the collar and says, you need to look at this. It's the difference. Again, that Humboldt example I gave of that's a beautiful picture of trees, but you know what? I've seen a beautiful picture of trees a thousand times in my life, but this one's got a little girl dressed in blue wandering through a forest where there's a little white rabbit, you know, it just grabs my attention in such a way that it, pulls me away from maybe a picture of Yosemite. Yeah. So in this case, I've, I've pulled up a, a photo of a VRBO page of what we commonly see is a house at the top and it is architecture. It's a gorgeous house, but you know what? I've seen a gorgeous house a thousand times just today. And the photo below it is, for lack of a better term, uh, is, a, is a hot tub looking out onto the ocean with candles lit and a glass of wine sitting there. Now, one of these has a story and the other one does not have a story. What is the story of the photo below of the hot tub looking out onto the ocean with the glass of wine? You tell me. We, yeah, right. The, the great part about this is we don't know, right? It could be exactly. And you want yeah. the, yeah, you want the viewer to place themselves in your story. Yeah. So I've, I've taken the liberty of changing this up a bit. And I'm, what I'm showing on screen now is Another photo of a, a, a couple in the hot tub kissing with the ocean in the background. To me, this is going too far. This mm -hmm. is like, I don't want to see uh, another couple kissing in my hot tub. That's not my story. It's, yeah. it's too intimate. Now, I mean, I don't mean the, the act of kissing. I mean, it's too much story. This is their story now, not my story. So right. I'd much rather go back to the photo of, just the tub and the glass of wine with the candles lit, because now that can be my story. Yes. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. There, you're, there's a, you want to articulate what that experience is going to be like. And, and maybe there are certain experiences like that, but there you get to the point where you go to, you define it so detailed and so much that now all of a sudden I might not be placed into that. I, I might be going through, you know, Hey, I I just need to re or, you know, unwind and it's not a romantic getaway for me, but I would love a, I'd love a hot tub on the beach with a glass of wine just to chill out. Right. And, you know, and that person is still going to be attracted to that as well as the romantic couple getaway, right. They're both it, going to be. And it, it comes down to you being, again, you being in control of the story that you right. want to tell my property is not about, even though it's, perfectly uh, capable of maintaining romance and passion. My property, I've, I've chosen the emotion that I want to evoke is that of family memories. 
I want to bring the family to my home. I want to evoke that kind of passion and romance is the memories I had as a kid, the memories I want my children to have. So if I have a hot tub, I'm not going to have candles and a glass of wine in it. I'm going to have a little kid splashing and making a huge noise and laughter. That's yeah. what I'm going to have in my hot tub. And, and that's the fun part about this, right? We get to define the experience that we want to deliver. And, and I always tell people to start with, def- identify who your target audience is, right? Because it is okay to go to, if you've got a specific target audience and you're developing this unique experience for that target audience, which by the way, I think everybody should, um, you, you, as you're articulating that to your point, David, is you're going to, you're going to, when you're, are, you know, articulating that experience in the hot tub, it's going to look a lot different than somebody who maybe their target audience is a romantic couple getaway. And, right. and neither one is right or wrong. They're both right. If you're able to evoke emotion from your target audience where they can place themselves in that, in that experience. Yep. Exactly. Right. Sean, you talk a lot about creating the theme and then, and it's not plug and play. It's yeah. how do you carry that theme throughout everything that you do, i.e. the property itself, your advertising, your, um, your marketing, and, and how do you take that theme and carry it through? And I'll, I'll move forward unless you have anything to add to that, Sean. No, no. And, and when we say creating the theme, when, you, when you're talking about creating the theme, always think about is telling the story, right? And so I think the more I talk to people, David, the, the easier it is for people to understand when we really talk about telling the story and, and being able to tell that story. And it has to be congruent throughout, right? You have to have a, you have to be, you have to be telling the same story throughout the process. And I think that's where you're going with this too, is as you start to carry it throughout the property and everything that you're doing, whether it's your headlines, your photos, your description, the property, all of that stuff. Yeah. So I purchased a property on the California coast. This is a photo from my front deck. And it is, for those that can't see it, it is gorgeous. It doesn't get more gorgeous, Yeah. right? But if you did any amount of competitive research, you would quickly find out, guess what? I'm not the only one with a gorgeous piece of California coast. It is prolific. And so how in the world I can't own beauty, like Humboldt couldn't own beauty. I can't own the California coast. Hundreds of thousands of other people own the California coast. So what am I going to do to make myself different? And a a story that I shared with Sean um, in an earlier conversation was this particular area in California is called Elk. And Elk has been a place that I've, I've been going since I was in my twenties and my, my kids grew up there um, or at least on vacation kind of a thing. And one of the greatest memories that I have is that of flying a kite with my son. It wasn't my father, Sean. It was, it was my, my, my son. Your son. Okay. Yeah. 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 And um, just this, this thing about flying a kite became this story that I had. And so I wanted that story and the, we all, by the way, I'm almost certain we all have a flying of a kite story. There's something about flying a kite that provides a sense of bliss and freedom and lackadaisical life is so good. You know, it's just go fly a kite kind of a thing. So flying a kite became my answer to my theme. Well, how simple is that? And it's like, uh, so this idea of a kite actually influenced the name of the place 
which I'm calling Skydance Ranch, Skydance, a kite. Mm -hmm. So this, again, you mentioned how that theme influences your copy. It actually influenced the name of the home. So, and all the language, when the breeze begins to whisper, one cannot help but begin to dance, just like a kite, you know? And it's like, again, it's like, I'm looking at a gorgeous slice of the California coast, yes. but what I'm feeling is the freedom and the enjoyment of flying a kite. So I carry that through on my website and in the home itself. Um, what we're looking at on screen now is a bottle of wine with the red kite on it and a glass with it uh, frosted into the glass, a kite. So this element of a kite not only appears on my website, it appears in, I have wine in the home or I'll have, I'm gonna actually, Sean, I'm gonna do this. I'm going to have a humidor with custom cigars with a kite on it <laughs> for my guests. Yes, I am. And so just bringing this, this, this idea of now it's two weeks later and the husband is talking to the wife and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. what was that, that uh, one house we saw with the, with the kite as opposed to what was that one house we saw with the California coast in the background? Yeah. Uh, you, you, with the California coast in the background, you are a commodity. You blend right in. When you become, you know, that cool place with the kite, that now becomes your story, and you be, and you can take that any number of different directions. And and what I love about that too, David, is you're talking about, I mean, some of the most beautiful geography in the world, and this uh, is it, this property is located on. I mean, it's it's stunning, and most people just stop there and they don't even just do it with stunning properties, right? They just think, okay, I've got this great property and I'm just going to, I'm going to focus on the property. And it, you're taking a stunning property, unbelievable geography, beautiful beaches and saying, okay, now I'm going to, now I'm going to apply this story to it. And immediately, instantly, you're going to stand out above the crowd because everybody else focuses on this stunning geography. Like you said, is it's a commodity. It's a great commodity, but it's still a commodity. Yeah. And, and that in, in that is the simplicity is yeah. that, you know, when, when I'm showing photos of the most gorgeous slice of California coast, I can't own that right. just like, and that's why I showed that example of Humboldt because in the, in, in terms of travel and tourism and beauty, they, they, that's one of the most beautiful spots on the entire planet. And yet they cannot own it. They'll blend right in yeah. as they did for years and years and years and years. Yeah. You attach a story to it. And all of a sudden that beauty is relevant now to, Ooh, this yeah. story. So you're looking at a beautiful California beach. It's just a beautiful California beach. You put a father and a son and a kite in the sky. And it's like, I'm sorry, I'm going there. And guess what? We haven't even talked about the house yet. Right. Exactly. We have the house is it's exactly. almost irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. What can I can I ask you something in your opinion about this, David, is, you know, I've always believed that the simpler, the better as well. So, you know, when when you are when you pick that and you start to tell the story like it just you have that you have the red kite. It's very simple. It's very it's like it's elegant. It's simple. It evokes a an emotion of saying, Hey, listen, you know, especially in today's world, that's so crazy and going a million miles an hour and everybody's plugged in all the time. It's like got this, for me, I see that and I feel like, okay, I can go unplug. I've got this amazing place I can go to, but the, when you're talking about branding and telling a story, how important is it to keep it 
simple enough that you can actually articulate it and keep it through the theme throughout. I, I want to make sure that I understand the question, Sean, but I, I think it's like just in asking the question alone is enough to keep you on track. Right. In other words, if you can ask the question and then come up with an answer, um, that will keep you on track. It's when you don't ask that question and now anything goes that you run into. And by the way, corporations and companies across America do this. They don't define it and they get fragmented. So now it's hard to tell. Let's take advertising, for example, if, a, if it's a good ad or a bad ad, because they're all creative. They're all gorgeous advertisements or whatever. But is it on brand? So with your house or your property is once you determine what that story is and you ask that question, Sean, it becomes very clear of uh, we're, 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 we're going off track here. Mm -hmm. and keeping yourself on track. I think the, the, the name of the game in branding anyway, and I think with properties too, is brand alignment. Everything yeah. needs to work together to promote what? That story, that feeling. And if you start promoting something else, in, in, it, 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 you're, you're off track or you, you're, you tend to get off track. Yeah. Well, and I always look at it. I always kind of visualize a straight line, right? I've got this straight line. And when I start telling my story, I need to stay on that line. If I start to co-tell another story and get off of that line, the further off of that line I get, the more confused my customer is going to be, right? There you go. Yeah. And, you know, to the, and my point kind of behind this is as we are doing this, and, and this is in marketing, everything else, you really should have one point you're trying to get across, one thing. And, and I think sometimes the struggle with like these properties, a lot of times there's multiple profit drivers. And what I mean by a profit driver, there's multiple things that will bring people to an area or there's multiple reasons why somebody can come to your property. And you try to tell three or four different stories at the same time. And I think that gets people in trouble, you know, way more often than not is pick one story and pick and, and keep that straight line and stay on that straight line versus trying to tell two or three different stories at the same time. I, I think that in the simpler we can keep it and the more concise and, and articulate one particular thought and story, the better off your marketing is going to be in standing out. And, and sometimes you think that's not the case because there's, there's this other story that's so fun and important that I should be telling. And but maybe it's not as, as cool as this one. And so I want to go here and there, but even hearing me talk about that, when you start to hear people try to do that in their marketing, you can realize how it can get off the rails really quickly. I'll give you an example of my, my property again on the coast. It's very close to wine country, California wine country. In fact, within 20 minutes, there's beautiful California vineyards all over the place. So I could very easily have adopted a, a wine theme which I do have wine, but I've, I've been very careful with it, is I don't want to have a wine theme. Why not? It's too competitive in that area. There are so many wine escapes and wine getaways mm -hmm. that even though wine is very relevant to my property, I specifically uh, stayed away from that as a, as a, as a means to stand about uh, in the competition. That being said, wine being so big in that area, I've incorporated wine into my property. But how did I do that? through the flying of a kite. Yeah. And so the kite now is, is driving the wine itself. Love and it. I still am evoking that story of, oh yeah, the place with the little red kite. 
Yeah. Like it's a, it's almost like a subconscious story, right? It's a kind of in the background where it's there, but the, the kite is still driving the driving force of the story. Yes. Love it. And, and to your point where you just said, you know, and in, in many areas will have a major, a major theme. Disney's a great example. Wine country is a great example. So many people, first, you're still going to see a small portion of the, of the, of the competition actually trying to tell a story. The majority of people are not trying to tell a story. They're, they're advertising a property. If you have a major theme like Disney or wine country, or sometimes major national parks or whatever, if everybody is telling those same, the, if the people who are telling the story are saying, talk, talking about and telling the same story, go outside of that narrative, you know, find and, and, and pick something simple that, like you said, going and flying a kite on the beach with your son, that nobody else has, nobody else is telling that story, right? And so you can go outside of that story. Now, all of a sudden, you're going to stand out in the market again. That's exactly right. And again, how simple is that? Right. It's just, but it, it, it takes being aware of what your competitors are doing. The last thing, if I came up with this brilliant idea to position my, my, my home, my, my, my vacation rental with, with the freedom of flying a kite, and guess what? There's three other properties around me that have flying a kite. I blew it big time. Right. I had the opportunity to differentiate myself with another kind of story, but I wasn't aware of what everybody else was doing. So now if, if they come after the fact and everybody starts flying a kite, I might want to change my mind, but yeah. I think I got the corner on the market so far anyway. Yeah. You know, and, and I'll, I'll make the argument for you that yeah, people will look at that and think, oh, I've got to go with a bigger story. I've got to go with something more major, you know, unless they listen to our podcast, then they'll, then they'll realize we can keep it simple. But the majority of the market is going to always first revert to focusing on the property itself. They're going to focus on, Okay, the architecture, the the whatever the property has, the bedrooms, the bathrooms, all that stuff. That's what most people are going to do. One thing you have have to realize, and why I'm so excited about sharing David with all of you guys is corporations and businesses have these conversations all the time, right, David? Time. You know that. I mean, time. they understand the importance of this kind of stuff. In our world, in the vacation rental world, it's a multi-billion-dollar industry that is operated by mom and pops who really don't have the background of the business side of and thinking about that. So we're always going to have a competitive advantage just for the fact of, of simply having these conversations. Agreed. And so that's really fun. That the in in the corporate world, all we're doing is applying some of those things that we know we know work. We know psychologically it works on us as consumers. And so we're just taking that same thing and applying it to our, our vacation rentals. That's exactly right. And, and that's another thing that, Sean, a little plug here for Vodacy. That's what I love about Vodacy is you talk about all the time. You talk about we don't want to just survive. We don't want to we want to position our properties at the top of the market. And in order to do that, what we're talking about today, guess what? As you said, Sean, that's what corporations across the world do day in and day out. It's standard operating procedure. In this business, again, mom and pop, a lot of it is, um, it's like, well, look at how gorgeous my fireplace is. Yeah. And it's like, it isn't enough. It is enough to get by. It isn't enough to position your property against the huge competition um, and rise to the top. So with a little bit of foresight, foresight and thinking and planning, you can create a, a story appeal to your property that just separates it. 
Yeah. And, and when you separate, you get paid, right? Ultimately we make a lot more money and, and ultimately, in my opinion, it's way funner. It's way funner because we get wrapped up into the story as well. Right. It's, It's so much fun to be, to have these properties that, you know, sure we make money with it, but we, it's funner to get those messages from your guests. Like, Holy crap. I can't believe how fun of an experience. Can I tell you? Like we get messages all the time about, you know, people telling us our guests telling us how much fun they had and what, what, you know, the experience they had in our properties, that's really fun to be a part of for people. Right. And, and you, know, you get this, you, there's some satisfaction in that and a lot of fun. And I just heard a, uh, a statistic uh, that uh, Airbnb put out that there's over 3 million hosts on Airbnb. Do you know that less than 2% of the hosts on Airbnb, so less than 2% of those 3 million people actually gross over $100,000 a year on a property. So you can see that most people are operating in the very, just in the averages, everybody's operating in the average. And there's just, there's so much room at the top to make, you know, because there's so much money in this business. And so ultimately you get paid, but it's so much funner, you know, that the getting paid is a byproduct of actually having a lot of fun with the process. So can I show you my next property, Sean? Can I Absolutely. Go forward? I can't wait. Um, to see. I'm only half joking because I think I'm serious about this, um, but it's this. And what we're looking at here is a wicked haunted house. Um, I actually searched on VRBO for haunted houses. Yeah. And a couple came up, but I couldn't, I couldn't access them. One of them that came up was Dr. Morbid's uh, uh, Wicked Mansion or something like that. And I just thought, you know, in terms of telling a story, something like this would be, um, it would probably be rented out every single night of the year yeah. uh, because it's just so completely different. The only reason I would do this is because number one, it would be very fun. And number two, it would stand out all by itself. Not hard to tell this story. No. Is that a real house that you're showing? Is that uh, a- No, it didn't. Okay. No, I made that up. Okay. That's, that's, that's my vision for what it would be. Yeah. So, so the, the idea that you would stay in a haunted house for three days, and if you survived, you would actually uh, get a fifth night free or a fourth night free or whatever. I'd love that. I mean, what a, what a fun story, right? If you're, if you're into that, uh, you know, you put- you got the haunted house. I mean, you don't even have to worry about, I mean, your deferred maintenance is almost like you hope it gets de- deferred a little bit with some of the things that, you know, you, yo, man, what if, yeah, what a fun, but just again, there, the sky's the limit, right? And that, and that's really the point. Cause I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm not serious or I don't know if I'm serious about doing this, Sean. Um, it's, it's to make a point and a, a point that I rather love is that in the, in the arena of differentiating yourself from the competition, creating a story, um, this is how you do it. It's like, uh, we're looking on screen of a normal house and a haunted house, which one you're looking at this screen for a five bedroom house or whatever, which one is going to say, Hey, look at me first. Yeah. Hey, you, I don't care if you're interested in the house above, but you gotta look at this one. Yeah. Um, I've written the copy again, keeping the theme ghost on the coast, the most haunting ocean views survive four nights, get the fifth night free. Love There's it. no way you could be going th- cruising through these pages and, and that stop. one wouldn't grab you by the collar. Right. And again, whether you create a haunted house or just a regular old beach house, um, it, the, it's, the same, it's the same thing in terms of capturing someone's attention and reeling them in. Right. And, and, and that's, the, that's the idea. At first, right, we have to stop the scroll. Right. In, in advertising, when, when we're marketing, you know, the, that's a common term is what, what can we do to stop the scroll, whether it's on 
Facebook or Instagram or wherever somebody's seeing exactly this, right. how are we going to stop the scroll? And the same is true on VRBO, Airbnb, those major marketplaces, or, or frankly, if, even if we're advertising our own direct booking sites, we're going to have to be, we're going to have to be competing with somebody else's digital real estate and, the, and their attention span. And we've got to stop the scroll. And if you just blend in, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to do that. So, so David, take, um, if you wouldn't mind, is there a simple way that somebody can say, you know, if I came to you and I said, Hey, David, I'm just, I'm just so logical thinking I've got these properties. I just sure. don't know where to start. How do I tell my story? How do I, how do I pick a story? Is there a way or a process that you've taken? You know, I know that you mostly work with big corporations. Is there a process that you would suggest or any advice you'd give for somebody that? Yeah, that? I would, I would start with, um, asking some questions, but I would start with authenticity. And so when we developed that campaign, uh, Alice in Wonderland for Humboldt, that, was, uh, that wasn't just a cool creative idea. It was very authentic and came out of several visits to the forest where I personally actually had a magical experience out in, it was like being in a church out there. Mm -hmm. And the whole, I came around the corner and you could, you could hear the water dripping from the trees you know, it was that quiet. And I came around a corner and I saw a giant red mushroom with white polka dots on it. And the whole Alice in Wonderland thing started to come out of that. Yeah. So authenticity, the magic of Alice in Wonderland, Humboldt can really own that story. They really can authentically. Yeah. I would begin asking anybody, tell me about your property. Tell me about your property and see what comes out of that. And it, if I say, tell me about your property, you won't go, well, it's got a really cool fireplace. That's yeah. not where you'll start. Um, again, back to my property in, in Elk. Elk is um, in a little village they call, I love this, by the way, a hamlet. It's a hamlet. <laughs> and it's, it's got a little teeny grocery store and a little this. And it's just this postage stamp that's just dripping with California history. I could have gone down that road. And and neither good nor bad, that would have been a powerful story that I could have owned in terms of the logging up in California and the, the, uh, just the history around that. I, I didn't, but one could do that. So I would, again, back to authenticity, I would ask, tell me the story around your property and see if there isn't something that comes to life out of that. For example, uh, you've got a little cabin on a lake and, um, and there are other cabins all around the lake. How are you going to differentiate yourself? Well, there's an old story about a 50-pound trout that lives in that lake. And, and he always gets away. And, you know, my grandfather told me of this story. And uh, guess what? You can own that story. No, everybody might be around that lake, might be going, there's a great place to go fishing. But you begin to tell the story of Big Ned or whatever, the mm -hmm. one that ate your poodle. I don't know, whatever it is, but you begin to tell that story and craft a story around this monster fish in lake whatsoever that um, nobody has been able to catch to date kind yeah. of thing. So that's kind of how I would approach it. Right. And I, I love that you brought up the authenticity part of it, because one of the things that frustrates a lot of would-be investors when they talk to me and they call me and say, hey, Sean, you know, I'm, I'm getting into this game. Where are the best markets I should invest in? And 
And there are lists out there that list the most investable markets for vacation rentals. And the very first question I ask them is, where do you love to visit? And they're like, I don't care. I'm not going to. I'm not going to use it. I don't care where I would want to go visit. Is what they say. They say it's an, it's an investment. I just want to know where the best returns are. And I said, I, I want you to start with where you want to visit. And my whole point to that, why I have people start there is because I want them to be authentically attracted to an area. And then they're going to be able to tell a story about why they love to go there. What is interesting about the property? What's interesting about the area? There's so many places that you can draw inspiration from. And I always tell people, you should be part of your target audience. You might think that, you know, the, the, the logging story and the, you know, historic nature of, of your property in Elk, that's, that's very authentic to the area, but it might not be something that resonates with you personally. Right. And so, it's okay to go away from that. And so the whole point of me telling investors, if you want the best returns in the vacation rental game, you should be connected to the area and you should have a reason why you want to go there. And you should have a reason why you love to visit it. You should be part of your target audience that you're targeting, because when you go to tell the story, it's going to be authentic and you're not going to fall on deaf ears. If you try to tell a story that's not authentic, it is not going to, it's going to fall flat. I, I remember I was a, a while back. I was like, okay, I, I want to try to start doing this, uh, another business. And my wife is this, you know, she's beautiful. And she's, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to have you be the face of the business. And I was going to put together a fitness program for women who just had kids to get back in shape. And I wrote all the copy. I wrote all the stuff and it, it fell flat. And I'm like, because I don't, I'm not a woman who just had kids trying to get back into shape. And so my, my messaging wasn't coming from an authentic place where I understood the target audience, right? So good. And, and I understand business. I understand how to market. I understand how to message all of those different things. We can do that, but it has to come from a place of authenticity or you're ultimately going to fall flat. You're not going to fool people. And so if you're going to try to tell a story and, but, but to me, that's why this game is so fun. You know, I don't, I have the ability to go tell a story. I'm not buying a multifamily property or a duplex that is just market dependent on whatever the rents are. And I don't care about the customer experience. And, and so at the very beginning, when I tell straight investors and they say, where, what market should I go look at? I always say, where are the top, where are the top areas that you would love to own a vacation home, regardless of whether it made money or not? Where do you love to visit? Where would you love to own a home, right? You've been going to Elk since you were in your 20s. Your kids grew up going to Elk. There's a connection there. And so your, your story is going to resonate with somebody else bringing their family to Elk. Oh, yes, and that's exactly right. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. So the inspiration, sometimes I think we feel like we have to have this, this big creative, like aha moment, like that's it. And it's like, just, just allow yourself some grace, just to think about what you love about the area and what, if you love something about an area, somebody else will too. And, and that's the thing. It isn't, it isn't relegated to brilliant marketing people. To yeah. come up with ideas no. like this. No. All you need to do when you sit, find yourself saying, oh, I can't do this. I don't know how to create a story. You know, it's like, yes, you do. You, you, you've got it. You just need to sit down, talk to someone close to you and, and start saying, what do you love about this area that you grew up in as a kid? What do you love about this area that where your cabin is or whatever? And start going, it's like, well, you know, 
what I really love about it is, is when my grandpa used to take us out and, the, and we'd make campfires and we'd roast marshmallows and we'd throw them at each other or whatever. It's like, well, that's interesting. Tell yeah. me more about that. Yeah. And all of a sudden you begin to have the, 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 you know, that's where your theme starts coming out. And it, like you said, Sean, it's fun to do that. It's yeah. fun to tell those stories. And then if it really is authentic and based on uh, grandpa throwing marshmallows at me as a little kid around the campfire, that just takes on a life of its own. And it becomes so fulfilling um, outside of the business side of making money on your property that the emotional investment in your property becomes really a huge return on investment. Huge. Yeah. Huge. And something that, I mean, why we, why I call these lifestyle assets, there's all of those there different, you go. different aspects to it and, and why we, you know, there's a, a lot of different meaning to behind the, the term lifestyle assets. And, you know, yeah, it, I could, we could talk all day long, David, you and I um, could go back. I've, I've got more ideas. You do it of, around the campfire with marshmallows? Yeah, that, uh, that sounded fun to me. I was like, when you start talking about the 50 pound trout, nobody can catch. I'm like, man, I'm there. I, 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 I'm going to go after that guy. He's really there. He's really there. I swear. There's, you know, there's a there's a unique lake or lake in Utah, mountain lake in Utah, really popular vacation rental area. In fact, one of the, the first the first place that I ever owned a vacation home that I bought back in 2006. And there's a story of it's called the Bear Lake Monster that lives in Bear Lake. There's all these old photos of it. It looks it's very similar to the Loch Ness Monster and looks very similar to that. You know, the interesting thing about that, David, I don't I've never seen one person tell that story in uh, about Bear, the Bear Lake monster. And it's very, it's a very like unique story to the area that somebody could have a lot of fun with. See, I would own that in a heartbeat. Yeah. I mean, you think about this little, little hiccup in Scotland called Ness or Loch Ness, Lake Ness or whatever. Yeah. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. And, and you would never go there in a million years, but their tourism is probably driven by people with binoculars and cameras yeah. hoping to catch a glimpse of this monster yeah. that whether it exists or not, we'll never know. But from a tourism perspective, they're very smart people. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. Exactly. Yeah. Well, David, I know we're, we're running up on time and I want to be respectful of your time and, and how much you spent with us. Is there, I've got a couple of questions first. One to finish it up is, are you, what, I mean, is there anything that we didn't cover that you're like, hey, I really wish the, the audience would just take this and, and run with it or grasp um, that, that we haven't covered today? I think the only thing that we haven't talked about uh, and we touched on it briefly is that is, is fear is that place where people who are listening to this or watching this would go, yeah, I, I know Sean can do it. He's clearly a professional. David can do it. He's done it for a living, but they're pretending like it's really simple and there's no way on earth I can do this. That's just fear talking and it's, and it's, it's wrong, quite frankly. I know we've talked about it being simple and the perspective might be, you haven't lived in my shoes, David. It is not simple. And I would just urge you to take that little voice and push it aside and do it anyway. It's, it's get past that. There is a story. There's at least 10 great stories you could tell about your property. Own those authentically. Um, and um, if it's a little difficult at first, just keep going. It'll get easier and easier and easier. Right. It's, it, it's like, it's like developing a muscle, right? If it feels a little hard, write stuff down, start get you know, brainstorming, talk to your, talk to, you know, if you, if you've got family or spouses that are doing this with you, talk to them and, and come up with it together. It's not, it's not something that should be, uh, it shouldn't stop you in your tracks. You're exactly right. And that you're exactly, I mean, to David's point, 
just allow yourself to, even if your first couple stories, you're like, Hey, maybe that's not what I go with. Allow yourself to start putting stuff down on paper, allow yourself to start brainstorming, you know? And, uh, you know, I've always, I've always embraced that uh, thought that, Hey, you know, none, none of us were ever born an expert and uh, we all sucked at the first time we tried to do something. And this is not one of those things that you have to suck at, you know, that there's no, there's no crappy stories, you know, there's, Stories are stories. And we, if, if, if they're true and authentic and we embrace them, you can have so much fun with them and they can come from so many different directions. And so, yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that. And, and lastly, I would just say, start paying attention to yeah. uh, uh, imagery and photography and stuff and just become an expert, uh, a, self, a self-proclaimed expert on that one is simply uh, data, information, architecture, and that one has a story. You know, yes. And, and what is that? Why does that one have a story? Why does that one emotionally engage me in a certain way? And that one doesn't. Right. Just and, you know, one thing I talk about a lot is lifestyle photos. And what I mean by the lifestyle photos, is we're really trying to tell that story with people in our photos. Right. Mm-hmm. And while those, that can be really great and we can and they can that can do, you know, take a take a photo to another level of really evoking emo- certain emotion if we want to. You don't have to have people in stories to still tell a story, right? Exactly right. And, and you made that point earlier, and I wanted to bring that back up again as you as you mentioned that is you just showed a picture of a hot tub with some candles and some wine that still evoked some emotion and allowed me to say, okay, can I place myself into that story? You don't have to always have, you know, like when I talk about the lifestyle photos, because I've heard, I've heard the, that objection from people saying, well, I don't have time to get models in there and do this. And I don't know how to put that together. It doesn't have to be that either. You can still tell a story and you can still have a story without doing that. That's exactly right. In fact, on, on that note, you could also go to the other end of the spectrum and go too far in having people in your ad is that woman in the ad is too beautiful. That's not who I am, right. you know, or, or there's uh, uh, too many people in that hot tub and, and I, that, that turns me off kind of a thing. And what would make a, gr- a better photo in that sense is maybe just a pair of feet relaxing right. on the edge of the hot tub. And right. that alone tells a story and you don't need expensive models you might want to have good looking toes, but other than that. <laughs> yeah, let's not, we don't want, we want to make sure those toes are, get, get, a, <laughs> get the pedicure before, huh? <laughs> awesome. Well, David, listen, I know that there are places and that people can get more of you and people are going to want to get more of you. And I know you've got some, uh, some good resources that people can tap into with your books. Um, how, how can people that are listening and viewers that are watching, find more of David and, uh, and dive into some more of kind of the brilliance behind what, uh, what, what is David Flanagan? Oh, well, uh, number one, I'm always available through Vodacy and, uh, I can't tell you enough how much I have enjoyed my stay so far with Vodacy, awesome. Sean, super organization. Number two, uh, you can always reach me at, uh, uh, Flanagan speaks.com. Flanagan is F L A N A G A N speaks.com flanaganspeaks.com or you can find my book rudder r-u-d-d-e-r on amazon um and those three ways i think you can probably track me down pretty easy awesome we'll we'll do i'm gonna make sure that those links are also in the show notes so those of you can down you can just click on those links and then once we get the property when the skydance ranch is finished with renovations we'll uh, we'll put a link to the skydance ranch as well and so um, these these uh, episodes live for a while on and then so we'll make sure that we update that when is the when is the completion date on that i know we're you're yeah. um, those of you that have not done a 
a rehab project on the California coastline. If you've uh, um, not attempted that, it is uh, it is a trying feat. And I don't know that I recommend that. <laughs> no, I don't know that I do What's either. Sh- what Sean is talking about, and perhaps this is a perfect fodder for an additional podcast, Sean, is um, I bought a million dollar property and then almost tore it to the ground. And you talk about an emotional roller coaster. It's been terrifying. And uh, but what an adventure. So uh, it is um, it's just bones right now, Sean. Right. It, and, you know, it, it, and I don't know if this is the case or not. Uh, I'm going to make the case for it. But um, where you have the story of the Skydance Ranch it's almost, does that help keep some of the, you know, cause a rehab's a, that, that's a, that's a roller coaster of emotions. And I'm, I'm yeah. curious just as a, just for my own, my own uh, sake, does having the story and does having like the, the emotion of what you have invested in the property, as far as, you know, what it means to you, does that help you go through some of these times? There is absolutely no question about it. And I'm glad you said that. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have pointed that out, but that motivating driver, um, I've written uh, four or five books, and what I always do whenever I sit down to write a book, you have any idea the monumental task it is to write a book? It's ridiculous. It's insanity. Yeah. But what I always do, and this is just me, I design the cover, and then I use the cover as my screensaver or set it on it just as a little. Just like this is where you're going. Yeah. So when it comes to a property, is. Um, you know, I would absolutely say that it has motivated me day in and day out, seeing that red kite, seeing what the vision, where it's going, what it's going to become very soon, hopefully. Um, that has absolutely got me through thick and thin. Awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, I mean, story gets us all through so many things, right? And so, and, and, and that's why it also is, is one of those things that is going to be one of our best friends when it comes to, to advertising and marketing our properties. And so, David, I uh, cannot thank you enough. I appreciate that every time I get to talk to you, I feel like I gain so much and I, and I know that our uh, listeners and viewers have as well. And so for all of you who joined us today, if you got anything out of this, give us a review, share this to somebody you think this would be helpful with uh, for this is it's always helpful for us to get those reviews. If you got some value out of this and thank you all for being the best part of the show, being the listeners and uh, giving us your feedback. And as I always say, go do something today. Just one thing today that helps you build that life that you don't want to take a vacation from. And again, David, thank you so much. And we'll talk to all of you, same time, same place next week. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Vacation Rental Revolution podcast. Share this with other people you think need to hear about it. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Hey, Grace, is there a website? Yes. For more amazing content and expert advice, visit bodicey.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.